Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing. But it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next step on your journey today on Talking Sense. I recently did some research on hustle culture. It's this trend we're observing where young professionals are encouraged to fuse their identities with their work. And the highest pursuit is to rise and grind, which I do have a shirt that says that, but it's coffee related, so it's fine. Um, But you put work at the center of your life, working long hours and taking little to no time off. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe we're called to pursue greatness, whether that be in our careers, our families, life in general. But do hear me clearly. Mm -hmm. The pace of life is not sustainable or healthy long term. Yeah. What's even more concerning about this research that I did is that while hustle culture has taken off, The statistics have not changed on how many households are living paycheck to paycheck. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about why we feel hustle culture isn't always healthy and what you can do if you find yourself in that rat race, living paycheck to paycheck, still wondering when it's going to get better. I I have to admit, I was astounded Mm -hmm. because you you see these people who are working so hard to earn more. That's kind of the promise here is if I work harder, I earn more, right? I'm more productive the more hours I put in, which the research does not agree with, but yeah then we also see that people are still living paycheck to paycheck. So why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? To me, that's a pretty interesting topic just because I like to travel. Mm-hmm. Right? And one of the things that I encounter whenever I travel to other countries uh, and just talk to people from other cultures, uh, that's always an impression that they have of just American in general. Mm-hmm. Overworked, underpaid, not satisfied. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's just uh, kind of a staggering statistic for sure. Yes. So let's talk about why this hustle culture, as they're calling it, makes us nervous. First mm-hmm. thing is it encourages a lifestyle of busyness and chasing success. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem here is success is nebulous. What I would have considered successful five years ago is kind of my norm. If I'm just being brutally honest. Okay. So from a financial standpoint, I had a goal of, Mm -hmm. I want to make X number of dollars per year by, you know, by the time my kids finish high school, honestly, I met that a couple of years ago, but I don't feel like I have any additional free cash because I'm paying Mm -hmm. for travel sports. (laughs) Um, So that, that has kind of eaten up what I thought our family would be living very comfortably off of. Yeah. So that's nebulous. Mm -hmm. And then also with hustle culture, talent is secondary. So building talent is not what you're really supposed to achieve. It's what mm-hmm. are you willing to give up right? that determines your success. And on top of that, uh, one of the things that you mentioned on here is that taking breaks, for example, mm-hmm. is seen as, as laziness. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was reading an article and I'm not going to say who it was. It was somebody in the tech world. And mm-hmm. it said that their expectation mm-hmm. for their employees is 80 hours a week. Wow. That's the like that's the baseline if you want to be successful in their business. And I just thought, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And mm-hmm. and busyness doesn't equal productivity. Um, a 2019 Stanford study, which I know this is a few years old, but I mean, it's not going to change. Psychology doesn't change. They noted that productivity drops once you pass the 50 hour mark in a given week. It drops dramatically. So you go mm-hmm. from being at your peak production really, which was closer to like 35 hours. Yeah. When you hit 50, it starts to drop dramatically and always on that mentality that I'm always on, which we have to fight as advisors because oh, whether yeah. I'm at home, I'm at a soccer game, I'm at church, 
I always have to be ready to answer questions. Yeah. But what they said was that always on mentality is unhealthy and leads to burnout because your brain needs breaks. It's draining. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, it can be. And but yeah, I think that that quote is very uh, kind of an emblematic of what I would say the overall impression is here in the U.S. of just mm-hmm. as work in general. Yes. Yeah, so if we say, OK, this is not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we have observed that we feel like is a healthier outlook and a better kind of goal to pursue. Mm-hmm. So what we talked about is, you know, having imbalance for periods of time, because you hear the phrase work-life balance, right? Yeah. It's, what does that look like? It, it, <laughs> what does that look like? Um, but there are times where you have to kind of exert extra to meet a goal. So when I was getting licensed, I was a single mom. I would get up at 7 a.m. That was like the latest. That was mm-hmm. when I was getting my kids up. Actually, I got up before that. Get mm-hmm. kids to school. Get everybody dropped off. Go to work. Work all oh day. Gosh. Go home. Get everybody fed. Everybody to bed. Which their bedtime was seven o'clock. I'm kind of weird. I know. <laughs> bedtime was seven o'clock. At that point, I would go up to the office. I had someone that came and sat with my children while they slept. I'd go up to the office. I'd work till midnight studying, and I did that Monday through Friday. Took oh, the wow. weekends off. I did that for about three months though. Mm-hmm. Finished it. Got all my licensing, and then we took a trip as a family as a reward. Yeah. For them giving up their time with me mm-hmm. and for me putting in all that work. That's different than mm-hmm. having a lifestyle that is like that. Um, my my first husband, when he was going to medical school, he would leave the house at 7 a.m., wouldn't come back till midnight every day of the week. Oh, wow. Yeah. For months on end. The difference is, for me, it was a shortened period of time. It was for a purpose. With him going through school, there was no light at the end of that tunnel. And it took mm-hmm. a huge toll on our marriage. It took a huge toll on him personally. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between taking a short burst to mm-hmm. get through something. Say you've got debt to pay off. You need to get a second job for a short period of time. That's different than getting into the habit of every day I have to work 10, 12 hours mm-hmm. just to survive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think where where I've seen this can make a huge impact or really what, what can really change this is whatever comes from the top, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the leadership, I think, has a lot to do with uh, the, the culture of a company, with, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, how people uh, end up uh, behaving in, in these environments. And so, uh, like, for example, I know that uh, I've had other jobs before where the expectation is kind of like what you were talking about, 80 hours a week. Like mm-hmm. that, if, if you're you know, not at still in your office at 10 PM, then you're not working. Right. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think that's, that can be extremely toxic where I've seen a huge difference is in, you know, honestly here at GenWealth, mm-hmm. uh, where we have a work-life balance. And, uh, I think both of us have seen, uh, that example, uh, laid out for us by our very own owners. Yes. I had a, when I became an advisor, I switched roles here. I was originally an admin, mm-hmm. even though I was licensed when I became an advisor, I had a really hard time finding what was the happy medium between being a good mom and being an employee. And I was very blessed to have a conversation with Janet, one of our owners, where she told me, she said, listen, you made a commitment that is far more important than this job when you chose to have children. And, talk, you know, of course, this was based on our beliefs, but she was very clear about the fact that I have to find what works so that I can do both. It is extremely important to me to make it to all of my kids' games. I had parents that weren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for me to do that. So there are times where I have to work from 9 p.m. to midnight to make up the hours, mm-hmm. but it's worth it to me. Yeah. So I don't begrudge that time because mm-hmm. I got that time earlier in the day when I got to drive and go watch my, my kids play. Yep, exactly. And so that is where the balance comes in. It's not that I'm working eight to five directly, 
but I am getting my work done mm-hmm. and I am getting the opportunity to still be who I am outside of this office. And I think that's the key is does your employer allow you to be who you are and value what you value without trying to force their values on you? Yeah. And that can be something really tough, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't always have the flexibility to to just say, okay, yeah, I mean, I don't feel valued here. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. And, and you may just have to kind of dig through that for a while while you figure out what it is mm-hmm. that you need. Uh, I think there are enough, if you're a, a solid employee, there are enough options out there to find something. And sometimes it's not about the work. I know mm-hmm. I have friends who their, their work is not their passion, but it, it's a means to an end. Right. The schedule is a good fit for their family. I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was a bookkeeper because the schedule was good for my family. Mm-hmm. I could always kind of flex it because it was a very flexible job. Yeah. Um, I think the key is to figure out what your values are and keep looking until you find the thing that does fit your values. Yeah. And I think uh, kind of like your question earlier, as far as what success is, right? I think uh, one of the things that, that you mentioned, uh, you know, as, as we were talking about the, the podcast today or the show today is uh, that being a good steward mm-hmm. you know, of what you've been entrusted is a much better standard of success. Yes. If you are being a good steward, you know, whatever that looks like, then you are being successful. Forget what the paycheck's looking like. Forget what the hours look like. Mm-hmm. It's not about your contributions, it's about your stewardship. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you find yourself living paycheck to paycheck and you're going, man, I don't know how to get out of this rat race. We've got some tips for you there, too. The first mm-hmm. thing you've got to do to change anything is you got to acknowledge what caused it. Mm-hmm. You know, and this could fit in every aspect of your life. If you are, you know, struggling with fitness, you got to figure out what habits you have that are breaking it, right? Same thing with your finances. Are you overspending? Have you failed to budget? Are you overextending yourself through, you know, debt? Um, because if you can't acknowledge what's causing it and give yourself a real hard look at what you're doing to create that, then you're going to be less likely to make any changes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which that's kind of the next part, right? Uh, once you, you know, acknowledge it, then you also have to be uh, a pretty good student of yourself and have mm-hmm. to be humble enough to realize, okay, this is what I uh, need to change and actually go through uh, with that process. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to use uh, fitness because that's one I can pick it myself with instead of talking about finances because it's a little bit easier for me. Um, <laughs> I know myself well enough to know if there are sweets nearby by golly, I'm eating them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you, I don't even have to like the sweets. I'm going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem. I know this about myself. So what I have to do is put myself in a situation where they're not accessible. I don't buy them. I don't bring them in the home. Mm-hmm. If I'm out, like if we're here and there's a, a birthday party going on, I'll go, I'll sing happy birthday. And then I go right back to my desk because if I stay there long enough, even if I don't like it, I'm going to eat it. So how, how is that possible in the house? full of kids it's <laughs> like, tricky they, they, it, my husband's just, my biggest uh issue because he likes hide, to bring stuff in do you make them um, hide their candy <laughs> well what i do is i just don't stay in the kitchen mm-hmm. it, so when i'm feeling that temptation yeah i get something that's healthier that's still kind of sweet like strawberries or something and then i have to leave the space where i'm not staring at it because mm-hmm. if i stare long enough i'm gonna get it but yeah. let's think about that financially so if you yeah. tend to overspend mm-hmm. then you need to either get on a cash system where you only carry cash into the stores you tend to overspend at or if you tend to overspend online Create some boundaries for yourself where Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have your card information saved on that side or you have a a requirement to wait a few days before you buy something. Um, There are ways you can set boundaries for yourself and boundaries are healthy, even though they don't feel so great at first. The next thing you do is start making the changes so that you're living below your means. So prioritize savings. Even if it's a few bucks a pay period, it's something. Get started Mm -hmm. and then plan for future expenses like Christmas. You know, it sneaks up on you every year. Start planning ahead. 
um, plan for trips, plan for your retirement. This may mean adding more chaos into your life through like a second job or something for a short period of time, but in the long run, you're going to be grateful that you did it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like you said, it might be chaotic for a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, but as as you work through it, it, I think it also kind of gives you a, a bigger sense of appreciation for, you know, the times when you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And remembering that can be a good, uh, good way to keep yourself from overspending then later on. Yes. And the key is when you do those extra things, when you when you add that second job or something like that for a period of time, make sure you're prioritizing it and making it worth it. Mm-hmm. So one thing that my husband can do that we're very grateful for with his job is he can work at baseball tournaments or softball tournaments. Mm-hmm. In the past, we've just kind of added it to the bank account and just used it to not really intentionally. Mm-hmm. And this year, we decided to be super intentional about where those dollars go. And I'll tell you, not only has he been happier about working those, mm-hmm. because it's going into what's called our, we're calling out our plan spontaneity account we yeah. opened. Nice. So all of that like money it. goes in there. Mm-hmm. And then we get to use it for fun stuff as a family. So it's vacation money. Mm -hmm. It's not allowed to be used for bills. It's Mm -hmm. vacation money. It's I want to take the kids to dinner one night because even that's expensive for our family. Mm -hmm. He has more joy going to work those tournaments than he used to. They were just a task. Yeah. You know, and he gets excited about being able to plan something and know that I'm not going to have to go, well, you know, here's the budget. You know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to worry about me Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be the bad guy since I'm the one that kind of manages the budget. (laughs) I don't have to be the bad guy and be like, sorry, can't take the girls to dinner tonight. We don't have the money. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been really cool to have that. So be intentional. If you're going to take that chaos on, be intentional to put it to its best use. Yeah. Um, So it is time for our two cents. I'm going to let you go Mark first um, and then I'll finish this up. Yeah. So having high expectations and a solid, work ethic are obviously great traits. Just make sure that your focus is on what you value and that your spending, working, and living arrangements are also in alignment with what you value. Time is finite and money's only going to stretch so far. So if you find yourself living paycheck to paycheck, take stock in what's causing it, take some steps towards correcting it so that you can get on your journey to true financial independence. And if you didn't know this already, we have a ton of free resources on our website. Just go to getreadyforthefuture.com slash academy, and you can find a ton of resources to help you on that journey to true financial independence. One of them that I'd love you to go check out is called The Six Keys to Financial Independence. You can get that by going to getreadyforthefuture.com slash keys, or you can text the word keys to the number 501-381-5228. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Talking Sense. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Wall team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult with a financial advisor before making any investments, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.